Thanks for downloading this podcast. podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by searching iTunes for Radio Le Mans or visiting RadioLeMans.com. Live from Trackside, this is IMSA Radio. Ron Atlanta is the venue for the final rounds of so many of the IMSA sanctioned championships for the 2015 season. And what a perfect place to challenge all of our teams, cars and drivers. It's race day already this early in the weekend and it's live here on IMSA Radio. The on-track action. All the news from the pits and paddock. This is IMSA Radio. And coming up next is the first race of the weekend for the Lamborghini Super Trophy of North America. And here's Jeremy Shaw with the grid. Round nine of the championship. There were 12 race seasons, so this will not be the final rounds for the Lamborghini Blomphead Super Trophy. That will finish at Sebring in November. But on the pole position today for the eighth time in nine races will be Eduardo Piscopo and Richard Antonucci in car number 50. The car was qualified by Piscopo and will be started by the Italian as well. On the outside of the front row, Fernando Barbacano and Eduardo Liberati who, who qualified the car, but it will be Barbacano who starts in car number 22. On the row, th- row two on the inside, it's car number one, Enrique Benaldi for prestige performance. He won the most recent race of the season at Circuit of the Americas. On the outside for bad Lambo racing uh, is Madison Snow in car number 14. Row three on the inside, car number five, the 07 STR entry of Cedric Zbirozwali who qualified the car. But Lawrence de George making his first season of motor racing will start the 07 car. On the outside of row three, car number 99, Justin Marks who will drive the uh, number 99 car for change racing solo in this 50-minute race. Row four on the inside, car number 29, Corey Lewis, who won one of the races here at Road Atlanta one year ago. That was when when they were running the Gallardo machines. This year, of course, all the uh, leading contenders driving the new Huracan uh, 622 on the outside of the fourth row. Car number 26, Anel Benitez Jr. joined this weekend by Brett Sandberg, who will start that number 26 car for Avid Motorsports. Row five on the inside is car number 69 for Ogara Motorsport. Tom Ogara will start the car. Brian Wong, who qualified it, will finish. On the outside, on the 10th position on the starting grid, Car number 10, Kevin Conway, two-time champion in the Lamborghini Brockland Super Trofeo, will start the prestige performance car on the outside of row five. 11th fastest in qualifying, the first of the AM contenders, representing the Vancouver Lamborghini dealer for Ogara Motorsport. Car number 89 is Ryan Oki. On the outside of that row, his brother Damon in car number 09, also for Ogara Motorsport, representing the Calgary Lamborghini dealers. On row seven of the grid, on the inside, the first of the Gallardo category cars this weekend. Car number 84, the championship leader, Dylan Murcott. On the outside, in car number 88, one of the Huracans, James Sophronis and Jeffrey Cheng, who will start the number 88 car for GMG. On row eight of the grid, on the inside, car number 76, 
second of the Guiado contenders, Josh Hurley, who made his debut last time out at Circuit of the Americas for Musanti Courtney Racing. And on the outside, Brandon Godovic for Mitchell Motorsports in car number 46. On the ninth row of the grid overall, car number 63 on the inside, Earl Everall will start the number 63 car for STR and hand over to Alessandro Bressan from Italy in the final stages. On the outside of that row, the, the Normans, father and son, Josh Norman and Jim Norman, who qualified the car and will start in car number 71. In the 10th uh, row, we get on the inside, Ross Chuest in car number 4, from Mizanti Courtney Racing, one of the AM contenders in the Urukan category. And on the outside, Brian Hickson in car number 23, for Mitchum Motorsports. Row 11 of the grid on the inside, Mathieu Lecure from France for Avid Motorsports in the Gallardo car number 18. And on the outside, another Urican Pro-Am category car driven by Joe Courtney and Ever Aaron Povoledo. Courtney will start that car. On the 12th row of the grid on the inside, car number 42, Todd Snyder and Matt Pombo, local driver Matt Pombo making his debut in the Lamborghinis this weekend. Todd Snyder will qualify at did qualify and will start that car number 42. On the outside, car number 15, Joe Chan and Paul Taylor. It will be Paul Taylor who starts the Paragon competition, car number 15. And rounding out the 25 car field, Will James in car number 5 for a prestige performance. Perfectly timed, Jeremy Shaw as the lead Urakan comes through under the Tequila Patron Bridge and down towards the final corner. Uh, there'll be one more lap of the circuit. I have to say, this is something I've been looking forward to all season. The Raging Bulls at Road Atlanta. This has been an excellent addition uh, to the IMSA Sanction Series uh, this this uh, season. And uh, uh, the thought of the GT3 version of this car in the big show, in the WeatherTech, as it will be, IMSA WeatherTech, Sports Car Championship next year with three teams already signed up to buy those cars. I'm already tingling at the thought of that. Mouthwatering. Yeah. It really is. <laughs> and this, this block pad Super Trevor in North America has absolutely grown in leaps and Massively. bounds this season. It's super competitive now. Last year there were a couple of really, you know, pretty good drivers in there, but now there's a whole slew of them and a whole lot of guys wanting to get into this championship as well because it really is growing and it's just becoming more and more competitive. And the, the addition of the Urakan has certainly been a yeah. part of that, Jeremy. A couple of years ago when I first saw these cars at VIR, it was the Gallardo at that point. Uh, very much a Lamborghini, uh, but the addition of these effectively GT3 and a half, maybe spec. These cars turn very quick laps, a little bit of fluid there, just uh, coming from the back of one of the machines. There, that was the now, which one was that? Zero Jim? nine, car. it was, Steph yes, uh, but I think that was maybe just an overfill. The uh, addition, as I say, of these, if you like, GT3 and a half spec cars has been. Tremendous. They will be turning times. Well, they qualified in what? 21s? 22? Something yeah, 21 like that? 21 flat. 121.024 was a track record for Eduardo Piscopo in qualifying. The lead Urakan has turned off the safety car lights or the pace car lights as they are now. If it comes back, it will be the safety car. Let's hope we don't have to worry about that. It looks absolutely splendid in its pearl white colours. And the front row there, the 50 and the 22, now pace the field. And it is... Who did we put in the lead car to start? Eduardo Piscopo? Yes, yes it is Eduardo who is uh, starting that car. So he's got the field. He's raced here before in a Formula BMW car 10 years ago and won then also. 
Well, from pole position, what can he do here? He has uh, some decent competition around him. And if we know anything about the Lamborghini Blancpain Super Trophy, it is that anything can happen. Round nine then of the Lamborghini Blancpain Super Trophy is under green flag conditions and they're charged three abreast for a moment down towards the first corner here at Road Atlanta. That's very, very brave indeed. The pullman gets away, Jeremy, and that's the first part of the job done. And not only has he got away, he has got a little bit of a gap on the field. Great start from Episcopal. Yeah, and, uh, and Fernando Barbicano, who started the number 22 car from the outside of the front row there, very sensible driver. He doesn't have anything like as much of experience as his other contenders who start in the race. So he kept well out of the way. He's dropping back a couple of positions and now he's settled into fourth place right now. He'll probably drop a few more after that, I would imagine. But a great start there by Enrique Benoldi up into second place and shadowed by Ooh. Madison Snow. Uh oh. 59. Is that the 59 car that's gone off? It's one of the bright yes, yellow cars. It is. Uh, and that is a big off coming out of turn number five. Just got light over the top of the hill. That's the 69, Jeremy. That's my bad call. Uh, that is the uh, Brian Wong car, isn't it? Yeah, and it's the birthday boy, Tom O'Gara, oh, who no. started that car, the team owner. And he's had a huge wreck coming off turn five there. Heavy contact with the front left corner on that car. There's a lot of damage. Coming up the top of, over the top of the hill at five, the cars go a little bit light. You've so got to be so to careful, haven't you? Getting the power on, cold tyres, the excitement of the start. And we are under full course caution immediately as Tom O'Gara has planted the left-hand side of the normally immaculate Huracan into the concrete there, and that is a lot of damage for the team. Uh, that might be, hate to say this, but that might be the end of their weekend if there's a lot of damage done there. Yeah, that's uh, that was a very, very heavy impact there with the uh, left-hand front side of that car. It's kind of rippled through there. You can see the uh, the windshield has popped. It's all popped out as well. Yeah. So uh, already brilliantly on scene there. there. There is a a rescue crew that are posted at the cutout at turn five. The rollback, the flatbed is there. The Chevy truck and the uh, Cayenne safety vehicle already there, as well as one of the Mazda Road Atlanta intervention vehicles, all there and. Uh, Tom O'Gara talking to the safety crew through the left-hand side, the driver's window there. And they'll be just assessing what's going on. Don't read anything into the fact that he hasn't stepped out of that car. They'll be telling him just to hang fire for a moment to make sure that he's all right. It is an unprotected area of concrete wall that he's come into contact with. And there's been multiple contacts there as well because he slewed across the road from right to left and banged in with the left front as the field comes through uh, it is the 50 from the one Enrique Bernaldi did make an absolutely cracking start Madison Snow in the third position ahead of Justin Marks in fourth so 51 14 and 99 they're all pro cars as you might have expected they have moved to the front Corey Lewis in the 29 into fifth position as uh, holds the put the the point for his class uh, and then after that, it's the 26, then the 10, then the 89, the 9, or the 09, excuse me. And the first of the Guiados with uh, Josh Hurley in the 76 car rounds out the top 10. But at the moment, uh, we are hoping that uh, we can get Tomogara out of that car and then get the car moved. It is all about safety. A 55-0 minute race, of course, which is uh, time certain. 
just what you don't want right on the first lap as well. You've psyched yourself up. You've got yourself ready for the start. Uh, and and certainly uh, um, Enrico Piscopo, who made a brilliant start. That's just what he didn't want to see. Had put uh, something in the region of three quarters of a second, I would have said, on the field. Certainly well over half a second. And that disappeared immediately in that very uh, distinctive black machine as the rest of the field runs through through the turn 10 a and b area and at the moment the bulls have uh, sorry eduardo piscopo in the uh, bright yellow machine and uh, at the moment the bulls have been uh, locked up for a moment and yes. uh, turned down not raging at all not indeed and uh, there is the uh, am uh, leader, which is uh, Ryan Oakey in car number 89. He started from the pole position, a very impressive lap, which is 23.6, which is significantly faster than he managed in practice yesterday. And he leads in the Hurricane uh, Am category in eighth place overall. His teammate Richard Ant is uh, Eduardo Piscopo is in the lead of the race overall. Uh, and uh, Ryan's brother Damon. Uh, happily there in second place right behind his brother and teammate but the fourth car for Angara Motorsport heavily into the wall at the exit of turn five yeah so the it'll be the multiple impacts that uh, have people worried there there's uh, one of the track vehicles there that is doing some remedial work about 50 meters 50 yards further back up the track where the original impact with the wall has taken place and then the hurricane has bounced back out at the road and scraped along the wall on the driver's side driver's left of the racetrack they do make a fantastic sight as they come through the uh, 26 car in the red white and blue colors as well i really like that color scheme on that car and they sound glorious, don't oh, they? These V12 engines are just absolutely stunning. Absolutely agree. Streetcar, of course, shares the platform with the new Audi R8 and uh, the engine as well, although slightly different states of tune between the two Audi brands. The, I have to say the base unit has always been one of my favourites. That V10 has a certain raucous, almost visceral growl to it from start up and particularly when being revved back of the field at the moment is Will James yeah his uh, first ever season first ever race in anything was two weeks ago at Circuit of the it's Americas fair is it Learning <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he had a bit of an off here yesterday morning mm. as well in the practice session they got the car uh, repaired again for the afternoon but clearly he was driving with um, some circumspection in the uh, in the afternoon session yesterday and still trying to kind of build up his confidence again in car number 11 that's one of uh, three uh, prestige performance cars running here this weekend generally speaking Enrique Benoldi and the two-time former champion um, Kevin Conway share the number one car and then the number 10 car is driven has been driven most of the season by John Di Fiore he stepped out of the car last time out at Circuit Americas after a big wreck at uh, VIR before that and uh, Matt and uh, and uh, if you're in also not racing this weekend, so Kevin Conway has stepped across into the number 10 car to drive that solo. And Enrique Binaldi running in second place now, having won the most recent race at Circuit Americas two weeks ago, currently running in second place. Great addition to the ranks of the 
IMSA sanctioned series this year. This uh, Lamborghini Blancpain Super Trofeo and clearly uh, allowing the teams in the uh, Tudor United Sports Car Paddock to have a look at these cars up close. And they're, they're, I have to say that speaking to a number of the guys down there, they've been really impressed at the standard of development of this. Uh, the bad news is I'm afraid we've got a red flag here. Uh, again, don't read this into necessarily anything with Tom. Uh, I, I've got a feeling that there's some uh, remedial work, quite serious remedial work needs doing to the circuit. Uh, Dennis Paul has the red flag in hand. Good afternoon to Dennis, one of the stalwarts of IMSA racing down through the years, looking after the uh, start to stand with his colleagues just uh, across to our right from our commentary position here. So a red flag then, Jeremy, for this ninth round. Now we await the news with uh, some 42 minutes still to go when that red flag came out of whether there's an opportunity for this uh, to be restarted once uh, the uh, issues uh, between turns five and six are resolved. This is a series where we had to do a bit of a catch-up, didn't we? It was a bit like... Uh, uh, we've had a couple of series this year. The same with the uh, the Porsches, haven't we? Where there was races that were rained out. Uh, these guys lost a race at Watkins Glen and had to do a make-up. Yeah, that was made up at uh, Virginia International Raceway uh, last month. Um, but uh, certainly this is going to be a fairly lengthy delay here. And clearly the, the officials realise they can't get this car uh, out of the way and everything cleaned up there on the track in time to get the... Uh, this race configuration really to be completed properly because it's a 50-minute race like we talked about. Well, there's also a mandatory pit stop which has to take place between 20 and 30 minutes into the race. During that pit stop, uh, the uh, single driver teams and the double driver teams, both uh, everybody has to come into the pits. They have to spend a, a minimum of 94 seconds on the pit lane. That's and that time is taken from the pit entrance where the cars are coming in right now under red flag conditions to the pit exit line. And it's determined that the uh, running at the speed limit, the speed limiter that restricts the car's speed on pit lane to the regulation, I think it's 60 kilometers an hour. Uh, that takes 34 seconds. And then there's a, a one minute stationary uh, element to the uh, 94 second pit stop window during which the driver change if desired will take place but um, clearly the official decided that's uh, not really going to work out with this uh, with this lengthy interruption well what they've done Jeremy here I, I'm not sure whether this might be actually just so that they can get more vehicles on the track and use a bit more space because they've brought the whole field in along the pit lane in front of us they're not allowing them to go back to their pit area so effectively they are in the technical term being park vermeer closed parking so the teams can't work on these cars and they've been parked up in the fast lane which sort of suggests to me for the moment at least unless they're going to be released back into the paddock that there's still some thought no they're certainly down but beyond uh, down towards pit exit so they're uh, yeah. in a position where I, I would imagine they would be able to rejoin the racetrack the Urukan safety car sits at the head of the field as everyone pulls up and uh, turns the engines off, turns their engines off, and there is the number 11 car of Will James, the prestige car coming in at the back with the 
Uh, the pit lane speed limiter sets off all kinds of disco lights on the uh, the car, which is uh, it's brilliant to see. Uh, quite quite clearly, some of the teams have reprogrammed those because they're not all the same. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's really allowed, but it, it adds a little variety. Front and rear flashes going, the um, LEDs around the headlights all uh, flashing on and off. Gives a, an interesting look as the cars come in onto the pit lane speed limits. Our thoughts, of course, with Tomagara and uh, what's going on up between turns at five and six. And as soon as we get some news from uh, race control or from an official source, we'll let you know. I always say at these times, never worry that there's time being taken uh, to uh, to look after a driver because uh, that is standard operational procedure. Uh, if there's any uh, uh, big accident, as we've just seen, they'll want to make sure that everything is uh, is absolutely correct before they extract the driver from the car. And there is a bit of remedial work to go on the wall as well. In terms of the championship, Jeremy, I mean, we have uh, Pro, Pro-Am uh, and Am in, in terms of the Huracans. Then, of course, the Guiardo is a, a class uh, on their own. It has been a competitive season. How's the championship stacking up? It's certainly looking good for Richard Antonucci. He started off the season driving solo in a number 50 car, the first two rounds of the season. Uh, at Mazda Raceway Laguna Seca. He won both those races. He won both the, the, the pro class in both of those races. I, I add that distinction because in, in actually in race two, he was beaten overall by the pro-am driver, Cedric Zbirozwoli, in the 07 car that's uh, currently at the back of the field. Um, but uh, Eduardo Piscopo was brought in for the next race at Watkins Glen, where he again drove solo. Since then, however, Antonucci and Piscopo have been sharing the number 50 car, um, and they are clearly the class of the field, although not by very much in qualifying. It was uh, pretty close, only two-tenths of a second ahead of the number 22 car in qualifying this morning, and another couple of guys within a half a second as well. So it's tightened up, but Antonucci's got a, a pretty handy margin. He's got a 26-point margin mm. over Enrique Benaldi in the overall points and the pro-driver points. In, in Pro-Am, Corey Two very, Lewis... Two uh, very uh, experienced uh, drivers there. I remember sp uh, Absolutely. commentating on both of those guys in... Uh, single-seaters back in the UK on the total package uh, would have been, I guess, Formula Renault, probably Formula yeah. Renault 2.0. I think they both competed in uh, that. Formula 3. Uh, Formula 3 Certainly, as well, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Bernoldi was, he, he was very much a, a rising star, wasn't he? He won the British Formula, Formula Renault Championship. That was 96, oh, 20 years ago. Be quiet. Can't believe it. And then uh, was, uh, then ran in Formula 3. He was, he was uh, third in the Macau Grand Prix in 98. Uh, second in the 98 British Formula 3 Championship, racing World Series by Renault, race scores in Formula 1. Uh, not much that Enrique Bernaldi hasn't done in his career. Mm. Um, if, if you are just joining us, by the way, it's Jeremy Sean, John Hindoff, live on IMSA Radio with Trackside and Atlanta. A, a first lap incident at, uh, well, just exiting turn number five uh, that the 69 car has been involved in. It's Tom Agara who's at the uh, wheel of that car. The rescue crews are on site. The race director has decided to throw the red flag at the moment. It's been out for about uh, 10 minutes already. Uh, the 50-minute race were it to restart right now would have 35 minutes to go. All of the crews are on station there and the concrete wall the drivers left just coming out of turn number five uh, are on station for that so if you are just joining us expecting to hear that uh, very distinctive roar of v10 lamborghini engines that's why things are quiet at the moment so that's the the pro category uh, jeremy in terms of the championship uh, do you have I'm, I'm 
I, I'm going to say, do you have the pro-am, knowing fine well that you have the piece of paper in front of you because you come totally prepared uh, to these weekends. How's that looking? Yeah, pro-am, Corey Lewis has been the class of the field. Uh, talked about Cedric Spiruswali. He raced the first two rounds of the championship uh, solo in the 07 car and won the Pro-Am category in each of those, including an overall win, as I've just said. Mm. Since then, though, he's shared the car with a, an absolute racing rookie in Lawrence de George, so uh, wins are, have become a little bit more scarce. Uh, but he has qualified well. He's also al always run well, finishing the top two or three in every race except for one. But as a result of that, Corey Lewis has very much cha taken charge of the Pro-Am categories, won the last six races in a row for change racing. That's a kind of a 29, the Monster Energy uh, colours on that car. So Corey Lewis has got to pretty much control of the Pro-Am category, 114 points to the 90 of uh, Cedric Spiruswali. And in the AM category, uh, Ryan Oakey leads the way, 109 points to the 84 of Josh and Jim Norman, the father-son team, and the 71 of Damon Oakey. And uh, Ryan's brother Damon, he's been quick, he's had one win uh, and he's been he's been really fast on occasion, but but one of the particularly one of the races at Circuit Americas a couple of weeks ago, it was Damon who was leading until he made a mistake on the last lap and Ryan got past him, and that would uh, ensure that Ryan has now won three races in a row. So he's very much the the guy to beat in the AM category right now. In the uh, the team championship, o Ogara Motorsport certainly in control of that one. In a dealer championship, and that's an interesting aspect I think. I of the like championship this, this year. Yeah, there's nine different dealers are involved. In, in this series, and the Beverly Hills dealership, which is uh, Tom O'Gara's dealership, and uh, obviously associated therefore with O'Gara most, what leads the way on 102 points to the 89 of the Carolinas dealership, which is uh, entered by Change Racing. Uh, Rene de Boer, good uh, good afternoon to you, Rene. Uh, remembering Bernaldi is Manassian's uh, teammate. Uh, in British Formula 3 in 1997. Remembers particularly Nick Manassian throwing gravel at, th uh, at a rival at Thruxton from the gravel trap. <laughs> Promotechnia, wasn't it? Yes, that was. Oh, well remembered. <laughs> well remembered. Wasn't even there then, are Gallardos. Uh, what's the championship for the, the Gallardos? Yeah, Gallardos. Like? It's, uh, Dylan Murcott has been the, the man to beat there. He's finished first or second in every race this season, all of the eight races. He's won five of them. Uh, three second-place finishes. So uh, Dylan Murcott for Mitchum Motorsports very much in control of the points there. Brandon Godovic, who is an interesting character, he came up through the uh, NASCAR ranks particularly and and uh, got to do some of the um, road road races in the K&N filters, the East Coast mm. feeder series for NASCAR. Uh, loved the road course races, and he's entered the championship on a full-time basis this year also with Mitchum Motorsports. He lies second in points ahead of Brian Hickson, uh, Jake Rattenbury, who has not here this weekend. Uh, and then uh, Dr. Todd Snyder lies fifth in the points prior to with the four races to go in the season, this being the first of those four. Just hearing from our colleagues beneath our feet in the major centre here, the, the uh, official word coming through is that Tom O'Gara will be transported to a local hospital for evaluation. Uh, that uh, is, again, let's uh, not worry too much at this stage. We'll wish him the best, of course. But that was a quite a big shunt there, quite a big contact with the wall. Uh, he's clearly been extricated from the car, and we hear that he will be transported to a local hospital. We'll give you an update as soon as we can. Uh, the clock has continued to run. It's a packed afternoon here. Uh, it may be that we get this. We have not thrown the chequered flag. The red flag means that the race is suspended. We have not thrown the checker 
to finish it yet and with uh, not even a full racing lap in the book I have to say I'm not all fair Jeremy with the how the points would go if it was called right now I know that the guys will be working as hard as possible to recover the 69 car make the race track uh, as safe as possible to go racing and try to get a few more laps uh, under the belt here and in fact the cars remember are still sitting in the fast lane under park fermier conditions not to be touched by the teams uh, until some kind of decision is made by the race directors and as soon as we get that here in the booth we will you're listening to IMSA Radio round 9 of the Lamborghini Blanc Pan Super Trofeo part of the another IMSA Super Endurance Weekend with the Continental Tyres and the Tudor United Sports Car Championship event as the uh, two headline acts but plenty of action uh, from the support although not at the moment because of this accident. Jeremy Shaw and John Hindorf here and uh, we await some uh, news from uh, the officials about uh, Tom O'Gara's condition uh, and as soon as we get that we'll pass along. Yeah, certainly wish him all the best and uh that's miserable on his birthday too. It's a really uh, sad way to end the day in, in the hospital, but uh, hopefully he will be back uh, quickly and uh, back in action because he's got a huge amount of enthusiasm. Relatively new to the sport, just uh, three or four years ago, kind of got got got, got hooked on it and uh, began racing in this championship back in 2013, uh, and then last year, towards uh, in the middle of last year, began to uh, put together plans to, to set up his own operation. And hired some really good people to to get behind that as well. Shane Senovaratni is a team manager. Shane uh, had a lot of success in uh, Form Atlantic and particularly Indy Lights. He guided the Doricot Racing team to to several championships in the Indy Lights. Mm. Uh, was team manager also in the IndyCar ranks and really really good guy. And some of the engineers there include uh, Gerald Tyler, who's the technical director, I believe, at uh, Ogara Motorsport, and Peter Jacobs, who's another guy who's come up through the ranks as well. So spent a lot of time with young drivers. Uh, if you are listening to us on perhaps on the IMSA app and uh, uh, make sure you let us know which version you're listening to us on, the iOS, the Windows or the Android version, all free of course. Uh, we ask you for a little bit of information but for no cash. Uh, if you listen to us there on that or perhaps on the internet uh, here in the US and you're making your plans for the weekend, don't leave it too late because it looks like we're going to have another bumper crowd here at Road Atlanta already. The camping spaces are filling up and a lot of the trackside areas for RVs and camping uh, have been claimed by their respective owners for the weekend. The ambulance is leaving the the site of the accident. And uh, again, just to reiterate, Tomogara will be transported to a local hospital for evaluation. And as soon as we get word from IMSA on his condition, we'll pass that along. What remains to be seen is what can be done to make the racetrack safe. The uh, remnants of Tom's car is already on the back of the rollback and that flatbed will head into the gap between the circuit at, turns f- at turn five that cuts through onto the back straight and a rather hefty piece of plant, bright yellow uh, piece of uh, machinery was pushing the concrete wall back into position to make sure everything was there to the satisfaction of the race officials. I think we might get uh, somewhere near 20 minutes of racing here. What the heck that does for the pit stop strategy, I have no idea at all, Jeremy, but I think the good news is we are going to get some more racing from these supercars. Yeah, that's, uh, let's hope so. And, yeah, where, where Tom lost control, it's so easy 
to do that. On the exit of turn five, particularly on the first lap, the tyres aren't yet fully up to temperature or, or pressure, and you come, you, the cars go light there. There's exit curbing, which you will pretty much, uh, pretty much have to run over uh, to carry any speed through that corner. And then the car goes light, and it's very easy to lose control. These short wheelbase cars, mm. they swap ends pretty quickly, and uh, I fancy that's what happened to uh, Tom Agara. They're going over, going over that crest. He'd lost control, and and it's just speared off to the left there very, very heavily. So let's hope he's okay. He's These cars are strong. These oh, cars very. are well built. And uh, they are, uh, but they are very potent pieces of, of equipment. They, uh, as we've said, they are v a gnat's whisker away from uh, a GT3 specification. So built to the latest uh, FIA safety regulations. And uh, actually, the car stood up pretty well. And judging by the tyre marks on the road, what Jeremy has just described to you there is exactly what happened with the car uh, just spinning up as the uh, the rear end of the car got light coming over five and then heading to the inside wall. And uh, frankly, at that point, uh, Tom would have been a bit of a passenger at that stage. Yeah. He's not the first person to have done that. He will certainly not be the last. Now, yellow flags, are they being taken in? On the pit lane, I can hear engines being restarted and revved through the glass outside of our window. The, uh, the support uh, pit lane is right in front of us. We look down uh, towards turn number one. And indeed, under full course caution, the Huracan safety car is rolling again with 25 minutes left on the clock. So uh, in terms of the pit lane uh, opening, Jeremy... Jeremy's about to write something down. The cars are rolling, I will say. Um, ah, I know what you're writing. Yes is the answer to that. <laughs> to raise control and try and find out what's happening. Great idea, great idea. Thank you, Jeremy. Uh, well, we are in the same building as race control, so um, Jeremy's off on a mission while the, while the cars get back uh, up to speed. With, uh, I, I'm going to guess they'll do a rolling lap, and in fact, the pace car lights are out. So the safety car lights, should I say, are out because it is the safety car now. It was only the pace car before we went green, and that means Eduardo Piscopo for Agara Motorsport are going is going to come back round to the green. So we will be racing Enrique Benaldi for the Prestige Performance uh, Paramus team in second place. And this will be a far more difficult task for Eduardo to get the gap on the field than it was at the start. So it's 50, Eduardo Piscopo from uh, the number one car in uh, second place, Enrique Benaldi. 14th, 14 car to the line will be in third place, the Lajola Bad Lambo Racing of Madison Snow. These are all pro cars. Then the 99, Justin Marks, the Carolinas Lamborghinis uh, dealer and uh, Change Racing will be in fourth place. Then it's Corey Lewis in the 29, the Change Racing Pro Am category. And then it's the 26 car next up, which is Brett Sandberg driving the Miami Avid, uh, Miami dealers Avid Motorsports 26 car he shares with Angel Benitez Jr., they're coming through, turns 10 A and B now, and Eduardo Piscopo then 
will have to pace the field. It's not going to be nose to tail here. And Piscopo gets the power down in the V10 Sing as we're racing again with just on 22 and a half minutes to go. Round nine is back underway and Piscopo gets a really good restart. I thought that it might be a little more difficult for him uh, with the line astern and with Bernaldi right up his tailpipes but he got the power on early coming down the hill and he's got a decent gap there a very decent gap indeed better than half a second as he comes through the S's and down to the tricky part of the circuit where we lost Tomagara early on we'll give you news as soon as we can of Tom's condition but the leaders the leading 10 or so have got away and that's the sharp end of the field. I wonder if there's just been a little incident there coming through the S's because there was quite a big gap. But it's as they were at the start. Jeremy Shaw has news about the pit stops. Yeah, indeed. We've gone back to green now. The pits are open from now on. We'll have the 10-minute window effectively starts as soon as that uh, oh. green flag came out. So we've got 10 minutes now for everybody to make their pit stops. This will be a time-certain event. So uh, uh, we will still be a 50-minute race, and the, the cars can come in the pits from as early as this lap. So bad news for anybody who had the first stint, who spent most of it sitting uh, in the pit lane. See, I could have done that and not lost any time to the leaders. And second and third, Jeremy, Enrique Benaldi and Madison Snow have dived into the pit lane just to our right and decided to make this pit stop early. Now, here's where the tactics play out for the teams. So Justin Marks now has gone through in second and Corey Lewis in third position. Brett Sandberg goes through in fourth and the first two cars are in the pit lane. This is interesting tactics here, Jeremy. Yes, it is, isn't it? And uh, both of these two guys are coming in now. They, uh, they're just single driver cars. So Enrique Bernaldi uh, and Madison Snow, there's various other guys coming back here. I think the... Uh, and there's the teammate in the bad line, but I think the Norman's coming in as well. Jim Dylan Merkitt's in the pit lane as well. And Dylan Brian Merkitt. Hickson, That's James right. Sofranis. Okay, uh, the, James Sofranis, that, that would be, the car would have been started there uh, by uh, Jeffrey Cheng, I believe, uh, yes. his co-driver. So that's a smart move, I think, by Jeffrey to come onto pit lane. Various other guys coming in as well now, but... Uh, yeah, it's an interesting strategy. Certainly, those two that came in the first two, the second and third place cars there, which were Enrico Benoni and Madison Snow, they're hoping that they can make their stop now, get out cleanly and not have any traffic, if you like, in the pit lane. 63 there, Earl Everall bringing in the car that he shares with Alessandro Bassani, having to park almost side by side. It's a very tight pit lane here for the Lambos. They're relatively large and certainly very wide cars. The pit stops are beginning to wind through in terms of the timing, but the leader has gone through and now has put a lap on the field. So through has gone Piscopo. Now, he hasn't stopped, remember, yeah. but he's got a lap and change on the lead. So he's got to make this count now, Jeremy, whilst he's got clean track ahead of him. And a change of positions there in the pit lane because uh, Madison Snow gets out ahead of Enrique Bernardi. You can see he was waved out sooner. Now, there's a minimum time they have to spend on pit lane from pit in to pit out. Uh, the, time, the teams will have timed that. They know how long it takes to go down the pit lane on, the, on the, uh, the pit lane speed limiter. And then they've got a finite amount of time, which they reckon is enough to complete the, the uh, driver change and still not come out, uh, not get to pit exit before that 94 seconds elapse. So hopefully they've got their sums right. Yes. <laughs> and we will find out pretty quickly yes, if that is not the case. Just under 19 minutes to go. And it's still Eduardo Piscopo in the 50 car, the bright yellow Agara Motorsport team. And with the team principal, 
having had that shunt, it's entirely appropriate that they are making their bid for victory here, trying to give the boss the best possible tonic of getting one of his cars up onto the top step of the pro podium as he comes around to complete lap number seven and goes through now with a 122.4. That's a decent lap. Now, what we've got to keep an eye on is the laps of the guys who've stopped Madison Snow and Rinke Vinaldi really are the guys at the sharp end of the guys who have stopped and they have dropped down to 15th and 16th position overall their problem now is traffic and where they've come back out on the circuit and are there people pit stopping around them but at the moment Piscopo is leading and leading comfortably and putting good lap times in his best times are 22-2 he's just done a 22-4 he has and uh, he's a uh, he's he knows these cars back to front back to uh, very very well he's done quite a bit of testing in Europe he's one of the uh, Lamborghini drivers I believe it, that did some development on this car as did Richard Antonucci mm. so they knew these cars really really well and uh, now Eduardo Piscopo you know he doesn't he wants to do as many racing laps as he can they're both very very evenly matched both Piscopo and Richard Antonucci so I think this is a good strategy by the team uh, Eduardo Piscopo is in the groove here he's uh, turning some fast laps so get out there try and make a bit of a space then make a clean pit stop and hopefully that would be enough to hand the lead back to Richard Antonucci coming into the pit so this time around I think that's very smart he's the team have done exactly the right thing they've given him his opportunity to drive away whilst it is all clear the moment it was obvious he was going to start catching traffic they've dragged him into the pit lane at the end of his lap number eight uh, so Justin Marks has gone through and will be scored the leader there because of where the timing and scoring line is so Justin Marks in the 99 car has gone through for the change racing team and Justin driving on his own has a little bit more flexibility in terms of what he wants to do the black and white machine is already up over the top of turn number five who else is into the pits the 26 car has come in, the Brett Sandberg driven car, so he'll be handing over to Angel Benitez Jr., two regulars in the Porsche Championship there. Indeed, and our, our, uh, our Guiardo leader, Josh Hurley, also brought number 76 car onto pit lane as well. In the AM category, uh, the, oh yes, Ryan came in in the 89. So it's the number three in second place. This is going to take a lap or two yes. to work out, but I'm just waiting to see where. F the 14 and 1 car, Madison Snow and Enrique Bernaldi come through because they should be through any second now. And I'm wanting to see whether the leader, the leader is rolling or the car that was leading, excuse me, uh, the Piscopo and Antonucci car is rolling again. And has he got out before the first of the pit stop cars? Oh, he's just at the end of pit lane. He was held for a moment and he's had to be held just for a second and now pulls out. Now, I'm not sure why. It's Bernoldi going to turn one now. Isn't yes, it? it was. It was. It's going to be very tight if it wasn't. So next lap around, we should see this shake out. Is there just as well a little bit of dampness in the air out there with one or two raindrops on cameras? So Ryan Oakey also, uh, he does bring that car onto pit lane now. So the second place car uh, had, uh, well, the only two cars I think that hadn't yet stopped. Uh, no, Ross Schwest hasn't brought a number three car in yet either. But uh, the only other two, the only other car that has not yet stopped is our race leader, Justin Marks, who just turned two really good laps. He has. 22-9 uh, and a 23-1. 
uh, women at 23-1 last time around, and those those laps were about the same as uh, Eduardo Piscopo was running in uh, before he made his pit stop. Yeah, half a second slower perhaps, but still good laps by Justin Marks. Spoke to him last night. He was really really pleased with his with the way the uh, uh, practice sessions had gone yesterday. He was running on old tyres. So, uh, to, so you can see how consistent the car was on longer runs. And he steers out. He does not come in. Keep an eye on the time, Jeremy, because this pit stop window has not been changed in terms of the time of the race. There's 14 minutes to go, 35 minutes. Coming up to 36 minutes uh, have elapsed. I'm just wondering if one or two people might have played an absolute blinder and come straight into the pits at the green flag. No. And they no, weren't allowed to. No, they, they, they had to go take to the go green the flag on yes. the track. Okay, okay. Thank you for clearing that up. That was my only thought that uh, anyone might have uh, have stolen a march. So, let's pick up Richard Antonucci. Madison Snow, I think, I, is ahead of him. I think, he I think is he's too. between. I think he's between the two cars that he's, he was fighting, and coming round this time, it should shake out in the pro class that we see Madison Snow in the 14 car leading uh, yeah. from the 50 and Enrique Bernaldi in the one car in third position but there can be barely anything between them as they come back towards us and indeed as they go down the back street, how busy is it already <laughs> this time of the week this is we can have a bumper crowd this weekend Gallardo traffic to be lapped as Justin Marks continues Whoops. to lead. Contact. Big sideways slide. That's Madison Snow getting into the side of the 15 car. Or the other way around. Number 15 car. Okay, to the side number 14. And there, oh, okay, there's our race leader coming into pit lane. So now Justin Marks brings our race, race leading car, car number 99, for uh, change racing onto pit lane. Now, just waiting for this to go around. So he comes in to stop. Remember, 94 seconds is the pit in to pit out time. Yeah, and certainly we haven't heard, heard of any penalty for colour before 14, no. so I think they just got the timing right. And uh, as we saw when when uh, and Richard Antonucci rejoined the racetrack in car number 50, the er early race leader, we saw that that was indeed Enrico Bernaldi coming up right behind him. Correct. Which meant that Madison Snow was ahead. gone because he made the pass during the pit stops. And we can see him waved out of the pit. We're a good, good shot from uh, the uh, uh, camera down at turn one, looking back into the pit lane. We could see Madison getting the signal to go, and go he did. Mm. And he's now trying to uh, trying to build an advantage. And that's where your team manager earns his corn yeah. because he's done the calculation and says, how tight can we actually cut this? And he's got to know exactly as the car yes. comes in to start his watch and then fire him off and go, right, uh, you know, if it's 94 seconds, it's 72 seconds. I'm making that number up from where our pit stop is. I can let him go, and it will take that amount of time to get him to the end of the pit lane. Yeah, and what the teams have already done during the weekend, they'll, they'll have timed it themselves from when the car crosses the line at pit in to, to make the pit stop and go out again. So they know how long, how much time the car will spend on pit lane, and therefore they can extrapolate from that how much time they can spend on pit lane. The, the other bad Lambo car. That's the Normans car, and that's at the bottom of turn 10, and he's gone around as well. I just wonder if it's getting a little bit slippery out there. Stays out on the circuit. Everyone has dropped into the pits. Ross Choust is the final car to pit. So that should leave Madison Snow in the number 
14 leading the motor race as we come through to complete lap number 12 with 10 and a half minutes to go it's now all shaking out as Madison Snow then may have just a little bit of traffic and the leaders come down to cross the line the 14 car goes through passing the Gallardo number 18 this is on the back straight down towards turn number 10 and in second place it is uh, Richard Antonucci, Enrique Pinaldi is right there as well. First, second and third are within about a second and a half of each other as Antonucci dives down the inside of the very gold 18 Gallardo. <laughs> he does indeed. What a great job Madison Snow is doing. Brilliant He's stuff. set the fastest lap of the race, taking advantage of those fresh tyres on that car number 14. The first flying lap, lap 7, turn of 121. 0.791. That's a really good lap uh, at this stage in the proceedings, uh, and it's uh, a half a second quicker than anybody else has gone so far. Uh, and he's got a gap now, about just over a second. So coming down the hill now, down through the S's, and up again, uphill again towards turn five. The top three cars separated by not very much at all, and the fastest of them all on that last lap actually it was Madison Snow by by a Nats whisker over Bernaldi. And then Richard Antonucci uh, lost a couple of tenths out to each other. So we've got a real race going on here. Just a couple of seconds covering the... Oh, we've got a full-course caution with just under no, 10 minutes no, to no, go. No, 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 no. Now, who's looped it? There are light sprinkles in the paddock, says Shea Adam. Thank you, Shea, for firing that in. I'm presuming she does mean rain and not in uh, well-known topping for ice cream. The Madison Snow-driven car then... There's definitely just a hint of precipitation down the back straight into turn 10 and just a slight change in colour on the new tarmac down there. Fine, that fine opening stint there by Justin Mark, staying out longer. He, he made the pit stop. He came out in the fourth place there behind Madison Snow, Richard Antonucci, Enrico Bernaldi. So Justin Mark's in car number 99 slots into fourth place. Car off at turn four. We'll get you more details on that at the moment, but that has brought out the Huracan safety car for the second time, and this would have to be cleared very, very quickly indeed. Although it could be, if it can tow, we could possibly tow it to the gap at five. My little hopeful heart, and get this back going to get uh, a couple of extra laps. Yeah, just in marks, that was a very good, well-timed pit stop. Yeah, good strategy too, I think, from mm -hmm. Change Racing there. Uh, you talked about that earlier on. One, one of the teams that uh, we hear, there's... Uh, it is right down at the bottom right. of the hill. It's a funny place to park it. Uh, that is... Don't see cars off there very often. This is uh, coming down through, right at the bottom of the hill at turn number four. Now say that and in fact I'm not sure where that car's gone to we saw a safety vehicle go by that area I wonder if that has already been cleared where is uh, Josh Hurley uh, he resumed in third place in the uh, Gallardo class so Dylan Murcott who was one of the first guys onto pit lane he stopped on lap six as soon as the window was open, and he's able to uh, leapfrog Josh Hurley, come out in the lead. Brian Hickson also has managed to get past Josh Hurley, so runs in second place in car number 23. So it's number 84 of Dylan Murcott who leads for Mitchum Motorsports. 
In second place, his uh, teammate Brian Hickson. And now in third place, Josh Hurley driving for Musanti Courtney. Yeah, those cars uh, around about three to four seconds a lap slower than the Huracans. And green this time by. The lights are out on the Huracan safety car. Splendid. That's going to be about five well minutes to go. This, is, uh, this could be quite Dash a good for and, and congratulations again to our safety crews. And whilst we've got a little bit of quiet, I know it's never really quiet if you've got 25 Lambos on the track at one time, but thank you very much to our volunteer marshals, our corner workers. We can't go motor racing without you. As the safety car puts a little bit of a gap between itself and Madison Snort, who has got the rest of the field now bearing down on him. Indeed, he's got the second or third place cars directly behind him. Then there's a lapped car of Matt Lecouillet and then the fourth and fifth place car behind the gold machine of Lecouillet. Yeah, in the Gallardo, Lecouillet was, uh, I think, looking for a wave by. He didn't get it because of the, the quickie green, but he rightly stays out of the throttle coming down so that Justin Marks in that uh, black and white machine can go past him and try and chase after a podium finish here. And then it's Lewis and the Angel Benitez junior car all in there going through, looking very nice indeed. That was very aggressive, but very safe driving and definitely more rain just on the camera lenses at the top of turn number two. But once again, a brilliant restart, this time by Madison Snow. Richard Antonucci holding on to second place, but with Enrique Bellondi just there, they're about equally. Oh, great run from the second place car. A small mistake coming out of turn five by Madison Snow. He's got to go very defensive indeed into the right-hander at turn six. And all of a sudden, that great lead has evaporated for the number 14 car. And, and uh, Richard Antonucci, he's, he's looks like looking to try and get the lead here, but at the same time, he's got to worry about Enrique Bernoldi, who's right with him in the, in the third place. Just so, a, what a great run off, off the, onto the back straightaway by Richard Antonucci, wow. Now, can Antonucci pull out and do the round the outside into turn 10? Madison Snow goes defensive very, very early indeed. The overlap belongs to the yellow Lambo, but he can't get his nose far enough ahead to make the pass down the outside and then the inside of the second part of the turn 10 complex now has to defend to the third place car of Enrique Bernaldi and Justin Marks is in the picture as well in the black and white car in fourth position he must be sniffing a podium here if anything goes wrong ahead of him behind him it's Corey Lewis leading Pro-Am and then Angel Benitez Jr the next of the Pro runners he's not too far away either less now than four minutes to go the quickest car on the track that lap was Justin Marks in fourth place what a great job by Justin and what was interesting to me was how what a great exit Richard Antonucci made to turn seven but how good Madison Snow was through the chicane 10A and 10A he got a really good run off of there. Well what happened to Madison Snow to kill that lead that he had must have happened at turn 5 he's got a much better exit from that area this time I just wonder if he had a little bit of a sideways movement there and it killed his momentum but once again the second place car is very very quick indeed the Beverly Hills Agara Motorsport Machine, bright yellow in second place, gets another good run. Maybe not quite as close this time. The good news for Richard Antonucci is that he has got a little bit more breathing space back to third. The bad news for Enrique Bernaldi is that Justin Marks is closing down on him. The top three is not by any means settled with still just on three minutes to go as they come to complete the 16th lap of Road Atlanta. Really good stuff here across the line uh, 
who will come just in a moment or two through turn 12, flat out through turn 12, across the start-finish line goes Madison Snow. That lap time was a 122.5. The fastest lap of the race has been set by Cedric Zbirzwali in the 07 car, up into ninth place. Corey Lewis making life difficult for Justin Marks as well, or at least keeping him honest. Can't quite concentrate on the air podium position, Marks, because of the fact that Corey Lewis is in his mirrors. Different category of car, remember, running in the Pro-Am for Corey Lewis in that 29, but the leader is still Madison Snow doing a great job. A fabulous restart, and he's managed just about to hold on to that gap, but it's ebb and flow between himself and the two cars chasing. Antonucci and Bernaldi still just trading tenths of seconds, and then that battle for fourth, fifth, and sixth, uh, which has Marks, Corey Lewis, and Angel Benitez Jr. all within striking distance of each other. Yeah, all very close to the match, weren't they? All those top six cars within... Uh within a second of each other in terms of lap time last time around. It's, uh, it's a great battle going on here. There's nothing to choose between these three cars. They're all capable, I think, of running the same sort of place. Oh, no, there's uh, Spiros Wally is uh, pulled out of the race. He looks like he's just pulled off there uh, on the, uh, the end of the start-finish straight. Yes, he has. Mm. I that's that car in a particularly good location either. Well, it, hopefully it won't, with a minute and a half to go, affect the running at the head of the field, the bright green car. Just abandoned that car and walked away from it. Just how close is that to the circuit as the guys go by? First, second and third now in the same picture as they come across the skyline at turn number two. And just those little sprinkles of rain that may have caught one or two drivers out earlier on. I think they've abated just enough for these guys to find their confidence again. And Madison Snow... Not with the, I have to say, not with the fluid driving style that we're used to seeing him in the Porsches, still finding his feet with this machine. He's just a little bit more pointy, just a little bit more movement in the car yeah. as he turns in. It, it's just not that flaw that we're used to seeing from Madison. He's a very smooth driver normally, just seems to be having to work a little bit harder with this, Jeremy. Yeah, fair point. Uh, you know, they're, they're very different cars. I mean, he's so used to driving those Porsches, wasn't he? Driving them since he was 14 years old, for goodness sake. Uh, now he's at the massive age of, I think he's 19 or something ridiculous. <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah. shoot me but, now. You know, these, these cars have got they've got a good bit more horsepower. They're certainly shorter wheelbase as well, so they handle quite differently. At yeah, 19 years of age, is uh, is Madison Snow and doing a fine job at the front of this field. Top three are as close together now as they have been since the restart, just two or three laps ago. And Madison Snow will lead them down to the white flag this time. I think yes, Janice Paul has it out and goes through, gets a great run off the final corner, and manages to just eke out maybe a couple of tenths on Richard Antonucci in second place, Enrique Bernaldi, then Justin Marks goes through in fourth position, he's managed to find himself a little bit of space on the racetrack, now can he push forward towards the back end of the top three now that he doesn't have to worry about Corey Lewis and Angel Benitez Jr. behind him as all the leaders got traffic this is the 11 car at the back of the field Will James and all of a sudden it's all come down to the last half a lap both of the leaders were held up and that means Enrique Bernaldi is right there with them and straight away Madison Snow realised the danger going into six and comes from the middle of the road just to make life difficult for the guys chasing him he anticipated that very well actually Madison Snow because the, Will James is going so much slower through that through turn five and Madison had to be very very careful not to have to sort of slam on the brake 
Jones midway through the corner. Justin Marks is seeing himself on the podium right now. These three could quite easily trip over themselves as they come down into the last couple of three corners and Snow goes defensive very early. Down the inside, Antonucci has got there. He's got his nose ahead. He's gone into the lead. And here comes Bernaldi round the outside into second place. The lead has changed and Madison Snow's not even going to be on the podium because here comes Justin Marks through the final corner and he'll take the third spot. Oh, brilliant stuff. <laughs> In the last three corners, in the Lamborghini Blancpain Supertrofeo, round number nine, Road Atlanta does it again. A little bit of lap traffic, a little bit of rain, and a dash for cash at the end. And brilliant opportunist driving by Richard Antonucci, Enrique Minaldi, and particularly Justin Marks, and Madison Snow, who was leading at the white flag, leading with three corners to go, finds himself off the podium in fourth position. And the fist pump there for Richard Antonucci. What a great drive that was. There was just the smallest of gaps left by Madison Snow. And Antonucci saw his opportunity, dived out of the inside, made the pass, made sure he pushed to Madison Snow a little bit wide in the, in the middle of the corner. Perfectly legitimate, didn't do anything wrong at all. Great drive, great win by Richard Antonucci. I'm going to give some credit there to Madison Snow because he could have closed the door and made that very much more difficult. He could have even no, had contact he... in the middle of the corner. Yes. He didn't. He could have had contact in the middle of the corner, certainly. But, uh, but, but Antonucci, that was an incisive pass right down the inside. He put the car where Madison Snow needed the track space. Exactly. And he made that pass a great drive by the 34-year-old Richard Antonucci. Such a hard breaking point there. Downhill into the first left-hander at the Turn 10 complex, Jeremy. And Antonucci did a cracking job through the dummy to the right-hand side and then swung back as Madison Snow was trying to defend in the middle of the road. An absolute classic over and under into the braking area, but he had to get his braking point yes. right. That was the thing. Just rolling off the brake as he turned into the corner. And it's his first ever race here at Road Atlanta for no. Richard Antonucci, but he does have a huge amount of experience in these cars because he did a lot of development on these cars initially in Europe, so he's got, he got a lot of, lot of miles in these cars. He knows exactly how that car handles. For Madison Snow, it's just his third weekend driving a Lamborghini, but that was a tremendous motor race. You've got a feel for Madison Snow. No, I mean, boy, he, he led that race with, what, three corners to go and ends up in fourth place. Not often you can say that in, in a one-make series such as this. A brilliant drive uh, by, by every, all concerned. That was a really exciting motor race. Hats off to Richard Antonucci. Enrique Benoldi, excellent job in second place. Justin Marks, hats off to the uh, ex-NASCAR driver. Well, not next, ex-NASCAR driver. Current NASCAR driver as well. I, I said coming out of turn seven that he had a sniff of the podium. He converted <laughs> yes. that. He, I'm sure he could see that all going. For, in his mind's eye, he was watching all those three cars ahead of them, ahead of him run into themselves uh, and trip over uh, at turn ten. He was there. He was able to make the opportunist manoeuvre because he had put himself there through good tactics uh, from the team. Uh, but what a great run by the guys in the number 50 car. Yeah, and what a, what a, I'm sure he did that for Tom O'Gara, and we hope Tom's okay in, in the Agreed. hospital. Uh, he comes away with a great, really well, he gets a, a big hug there from uh, Eduardo Piscopo, who started this race to put the car on the pole position. And two really fine young men. And guys. stayed out a couple of laps longer yeah. than the guys around him. It looked like that might not have been the right tactic when they had to come back <laughs> to get by. Madison Snow, but they did it. They've timed their charge perfectly. And Agara Motorsport, who will be thinking about their boss at the oh, moment, man. Tom Agara, uh, for
first lap incident and transported to hospital. We'll get some news when we can on that, but a great win for those guys and one in the best possible way on the track, battling right at the last point of the the, the uh, last lap of the race. And they're celebrating there with the race engineer, Gerald Tyler, and uh, also for Regara Motorsport, uh, Damon Oakey, brings home the AM category in the 09 car, uh, ahead of, not only ahead of his brother, actually, who slipped to third place, so the Normans, Jim and Josh, got through into second place there, so a really good run by then, great run in the AM, all three AM contenders, and in Gallardo category, it's Dylan Murcott who came away with yet another victory, and uh, Todd Snyder uh, has shared that car with, uh, in the... Uh, uh, with with Matt Pombo, actually, local driver Matt Pombo, making his debut this weekend, just held off Josh Hurley in the dash for second place at the chequered flag. Corey Lewis took the pro-am category and was fifth overall. It actually wasn't too far away from that battle yeah. at the head of the field from Kevin Conway. Uh, and, <laughs> that was uh, fun. Yeah, that was good. Uh, Jim Soffron has brought home the 88 car in third position. Well, even with a red flag and a delay of over 20 minutes, the ninth round of the Lamborghini Blancpain Super Trofeo has brought us excellent entertainment. You can't complain when there's a shuffle in the podium positions on the last couple of corners of the last lap of a race, can you? Uh, we'll have more, of course, throughout the season and indeed over this weekend. It'll be live here on IMSA Radio. This programme is a production of IMSA and Radio Show Limited. For more, visit RadioLeMond.com.